Welcome to the Nonprofit Exchange, stories by leaders for leaders to help you to raise the bar on your own performance and to release the potential inside of you. Now, here's today's episode. Greetings, this is Hugh Ballou back for another session of the Nonprofit Exchange. We exchange ideas, we share wisdom, and many of us have been around and we've learned from uh, the actual process of doing things that didn't work, but our and, and our guest today is you some of the exciting things that she and her husband are doing. And um, she was going to be here with her husband today, but he's taking care of a child, which is important work in its own. So Amy uh, Malin, would you share a little bit about who you are and um, what it is you bring to the world and your special gifts? So Amy, tell us about yourself. Thanks, Hugh, for having me on the Nonprofit Exchange podcast today. I'm excited to be here with you and to get to connect with your wonderful audience of people who are so passionate about making a difference in the world. Um, I think if I have two kind of theme words for my life, it would be love and service. And so those are really important lessons that I've learned in my life. Um, and that one of my purposes for being here is really to rally people around important causes and um, connect them in meaningful ways to make an impact in the world. So for me, that started um, with my role model, my, my Nima, that was my grandma who raised me. And she was someone that always answered the call for help. She wasn't a professional fundraiser, but she just had a huge heart and she cared about the world. And so I watched Nima become the president of multiple local nonprofit chapters like City of Hope and Ort. And she was always putting on these charity fashion shows and collecting items for live auctions and silent auctions and dialing for donations. And she was just super passionate about helping the community. And I was just watching her as a little girl, so inspired by who she was and how she led with her heart. And it left this amazing impression on me that I wanted to grow up and be just like my Nima. She was just this amazing human being. And then um, in addition to that, I had my own um, experiences where I really learned that the power of connecting with other human beings and giving back saved me. Um, there were a few times in my life where I didn't think I was going to live to see another day. And that was as a survivor of domestic violence and sexual assault and human trafficking. And through those experiences, I made a promise to myself that if I did survive and I made it out, that I was going to dedicate my life to giving back and being in service to other people. And that I would find a way to take my pain and turn it into a powerful way to help others. And I learned that by volunteering, I wasn't the only person who was in pain. I learned that everyone has some sort of tragedy and trauma in their lives. Everyone's overcome obstacles. And when I was in service to other people, I felt this deep bond and this connection. And the more I focused on what other people were feeling and what I could do to um, lend my time and, and talents and give my heart 
to making a difference in their lives, I was actually getting back so much more than I was giving. And I felt this profound sense of joy. And I learned that doing good really feels good. And it's, I believe, why we're here to connect with each other in these profoundly beautiful um, and deep, positive ways. And so, you know, for me, my personal and professional lives are inextricably linked um, because of the things that I've overcome in my personal life. I decided it would be the professional mission of my life to do as much good as I can on a daily basis and just inspire other people to join me. Love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Um, so the title that you gave me for today's show is Little Things Everyone Can Do to Make a Big Impact in the World. So give us a little, little uh, illumination about that more than you've just started to do. Yeah, absolutely. I believe that when we do these small random acts of kindness, it creates a ripple effect of goodness in the world. And sometimes we don't realize the power of the things that we say or do and how they affect other people. So sometimes, you know, just by calling to check on someone and ask them how they're doing and really truly paying attention to the answer and offering them love and support, that could be the thing that they needed to hear that there was someone that cared about them on their lowest day. And just by you showing up and being there for them, you could give them that lifeline of support that gives them the reason to hold on and make it to the next day. I think the pandemic has shown us that mental health issues are on the rise. It's truly an epidemic in this country. Um, unfortunately, a lot more people have taken their lives over you know, the course of, of this global pandemic. And it's because people have been feeling isolated and alone. And so it is so crucial that we're checking in on our family and friends and just asking how they're doing and being there to offer support. It's a free thing that we can do to all show up with love and compassion for the people in our lives. So we've got to do it. Um, I also think cultivating a sense of community in our neighborhoods is really important. One of my favorite comedians, Sebastian Maniscalco, he has a hilarious uh, skit where he talks about people in the 50s and 60s, you know, they would get so excited when company would come over to visit. They would have the company cake, the special coffee, and it would be a whole event, a big to do. But now, you know, when people ring our doorbells in 2021, a lot of people turn off the lights and they hide and they pretend they're not home. And we're kind of closing ourselves off from our neighbors and the people in our community. And the point is, if we foster this sense of community, what a beautiful thing to know that people in our neighborhood have our back. There's always people that are looking out for each other. You know, we saw this in, in our lives. A few years ago, our son had a few surgeries at our local children's hospital. Thankfully, he's in good health now and doing great. But during that year when he was having health issues, it was really terrifying for our family. And, you know, our neighbors, they showed up for us. They brought our son cards and cupcakes. They offered to do grocery shopping for us. They really made us feel like we were living in a community surrounded by friends who cared. And we always try to pay back that kindness as well. 
So, um, you know, being good neighbors, that's a, a small thing you can do that makes a big impact. I also think, um, you know, showing our veterans and active duty servicemen and women that we are grateful for their service and sacrifice is so important. What they do um, to enable us to have these freedoms that we enjoy in this country is just absolutely incredible. And it's not just on days, you know, like Veterans Day or Memorial Day, but it's every day that we should recognize what their service and sacrifice and what their families have given up mean for us. So when they come back into our communities, be there as a support system to help them integrate, you know, offer veterans a job at your company, be a business that proudly hires veterans and servicemen and women um, and, and find ways to offer them, you know, support, um, you know, let, let their families know that while their loved ones are, are overseas serving that, you know, your people that they can count on because they've given so much. Um, fostering and rescuing animals is another small thing we can do to make a big difference. You know, you get this rush, this release of serotonin that's so positive in, in your life as the human being. They also, um, you know, dogs help you get more exercise. You're out in nature, you're socializing. They reduce your stress. They reduce your risk of heart disease. And you're saving the life of a beautiful animal who deserves a forever loving home. So, you know, when, when you rescue an animal, you're bringing so much joy into your life and theirs. And I'm a big believer in, in my rescue baby, Roxy, who passed away a few months ago after 14 years of being a family. Even though I technically rescued her, she was the one that rescued me. She brought me so much joy, unconditional love and support. So I'm a big proponent of animal rescue. And then I would also say, you know, when you see someone in your community who's living on the streets, um, offer a hand up. Um, I've always been helping the homeless since I was a child. And I was actually homeless myself twice, escaping situations of interpersonal violence. So I know what it feels like to be in need, not have a place to live, not have enough food to eat. So I always pay forward my blessings and buy a meal for someone in my community that I meet who's living on the streets, take time to connect them to resources, you know, food banks, shelters where they can get into tr transitional housing programs, or I'll provide um, a grocery store gift card so they can do some shopping and, and, you know, get a bunch of food for the next few days. So I think if we view our fellow human beings um, as people who are all equal and worthy of love and support, that's the way in which we're intended to see each other for, for who we are, our authentic, beautiful selves. So instead of looking down on someone because, you know, they might be living on the street and falling on hard times, what can you do, a small thing that you can do to make a difference? And if you want, you can have some snack packs in your car. That's something our family does. Socks are an item that homeless people um, desperately need. They do a lot of walking. And so their you know, feet are, are getting bruises and blisters. So if you can include some socks in your snack pack with bottles of water and non-perishable food items and you hand those out, we're always doing that every week. It is so appreciated. And it's just a small thing that you can do to make a big difference. So I think if you if you really focus and put the intention and the energy behind doing one good deed a day, you will see it makes your heart feel so good. 
and you are starting to touch the lives of people in your community, and you'll be a part of creating that ripple effect of goodness. Wow, that's a lot of great stuff. So um, thank you for sharing. Now, tell us about uh, Braveheart, is it? Um, Trueheart, excuse me. Trueheart. Trueheart.com <laughs> yeah, is the website. And you, it says um, it's a social impact search engine, a new social good platform that allows people to change the world with every search. Now that sounds great. Tell us about that. Thank you. So, you know, after working at the intersection of Hollywood and philanthropy for the last two decades, Scott and I were always trying to figure out how can we help democratize philanthropy and make it more inclusive? We're big believers that there are billions of people in the world with big hearts who want to make a difference. Most people just don't have disposable income to donate to charity. And those people have been largely excluded from philanthropy. So we wanted to find a way to make philanthropy more exclusive, inclusive and invite all of those people into giving back and transforming their local communities. So we decided to use the power of tech for good. So we created our own social impact search engine. We partnered with uh, Microsoft Bing. So all of our searches are powered by them. And um, when you search with us at trueheart.com, we donate 80% of our net profits to six amazing charities that are working to help people, animals, and the planet. So we're proud to support Variety Boys and Girls Club, Four Paws for Ability, PFLAG National, Action Against Hunger, Global Green, and Smile Train. And these organizations are working tirelessly every day to protect the planet, promote animal welfare, save lives, feed the hungry, support our youth, and fight for equality. And so now you can feel good that just by doing something you're doing every day anyway, searching the web on your phone, on your tablet, or on your, on your computer, now your searches are powering donations to these charities. And it's a way that you can take your power back. A lot of people don't realize that the global search engine industry makes hundreds of billions of dollars every year. So this is a way that we can redirect and redistribute some of that wealth to these amazing charities who are changing the world. And now your searches can make a social and environmental impact. And something I'm excited to share with your audience, Hugh, exclusively, because we just launched it this morning, is that we started a incentive program. So when you search with us at trueheart.com, um, all of your searches from now through the end of October 31st, when you share Trueheart with your family and friends, it's easy to do with literally the click of one button. Now you are entered into our incentive program and you can win either a 500, a 250 or $100 Visa gift card. So now not only are you searching to change the world, but you could potentially win a great cash prize. Um, and you get to see your name on the leaderboard. So um, you can have fun doing it. It's easy and it's simple. And it just incentivizes you to share our mission and invite more people into our True Heart community. Well, that's what it's about, um, sharing and working together. And um, we don't have nearly enough of that, I don't think. I don't think. So thank you for that. So um, define what your perspective is we've you've mentioned um you work with uh hollywood um a social 
impact experts. So what is, uh, in your world, define how social impact works? Yeah, sure. Well, through our cause agency, True Heart, that I started 24 years ago, we specialize at working at the intersection of Hollywood and philanthropy. So we team up celebrities and purpose-driven brands who want to make a difference to connect and help raise millions of dollars for great causes. And the way we do that is we create these global social impact campaigns that shine a massive spotlight on the noble mission of the nonprofits. And we're driving hundreds of millions to billions of media impressions across traditional media and social media. So this is all earned media, meaning free uh, press coverage. And so what's really cool about the work that we get to do is, you know, we'll work with actors and athletes and musicians um, and reality stars and influencers who want to use their platforms in a positive way to make a difference. And we'll align with some of the biggest brands in the world who realize that instead of just taking and saying, you know, buy my product, buy my service, these companies want to give back and they want to help transform local communities and have their values be aligned with their consumers' values, which is especially important to millennials and uh, members of Gen Z, because they realize that they can use their purchases as power. You know, we all can vote with our wallets. So you don't have to buy from any specific brand. You get to choose where you spend your dollars. And if a brand's values aren't aligning with yours, well, there's many other companies out there who are making great products and services who are actually, you know, putting the strength of their brand and financial resources into making a difference in local communities across the globe. So we've been blessed over the last two decades to work with some amazing stars and some incredible brands who really care about making a difference in the world. Well, that is um, probably more important today than ever before in history. It's always been important. So in the um, in the some of the thinking stuff that you gave me, you said one of the main reasons donors lapse is poor communication from the nonprofit and a lack of meaningful ways uh, to engage donors and get them excited about their mission. And I cannot overemphasize how important it is to uh, your donors or your the umbrella that we use is supporters. They give their time, their talent, and their money, which is true philanthropy. It's the love of humankind. So, so talk about that little, how do we engage them? How do we, how do we create this, this meaningful, purposeful work that people want to do, but they don't know how. They feel disconnected. It's a great question, Hugh. So, you know, we found in the work that we do with our nonprofit clients that, you know, people are really desensitized to seeing these images of suffering. You know, when you turn on the news now, the majority of the stories you're hearing are unfortunately bad news stories. There's not a lot of positive news coverage that's making our airways, even though there's so many good things that are happening in communities all over the world on a daily basis. And so I think people um, are kind of tuning out to seeing the problems around them. What they're tuning into is seeing the solutions. So if you focus your messaging as the nonprofit on the solutions that you're creating in your community and offering up your supporters a way to lock arms with you and become a hero and help save lives or transform lives, 
that is something that people are going to be excited about because now they don't feel powerless. You've actually empowered them. They feel like with the donation of their time, their heart, their energy, and or their financial resources, they can make a true difference. And one of the things that we like to focus on at at True Heart with both our cause agency and our social impact search engine is rather than raise funds for a general fund, we raise funds for what we refer to as funded dream projects. So that could be our work with Global Green, where we just planted 150,000 trees in the Amazon rainforest to fight climate change, or providing uh, ventilators for the NICU at our local children's hospital, or working with our friends at Variety Boys and Girls Club to sustain a meal program for families living in poverty throughout the pandemic. So these very specific programs and services that we're able to fund and show a measurable impact. And that way, anytime you ask your supporters for help, when you come back for campaign two, three, four, five, they're excited to join you in doing good and continually support because they've seen where every dollar goes to make a difference. They've seen the results of their giving and that transparency of giving, which is one of our core principles at True Heart, is crucial to having your supporters be on board long term and be a part of your mission in a meaningful way. So let us have those four principles. That's um, We teach guiding principles or what every organization needs. So what are those four principles? Yeah, so, you know, for us, the the transparency of giving, as I was saying, is one of our core principles where we're showing where every dollar goes to make a difference. And I think a lot of people have been disillusioned with philanthropy because they'll donate and they'll say, I don't know, where did my money go? How did I actually make a difference? And then they become frustrated. And it's really hard to get those people back once you've lost them. So if you can show them from moment one that that donation of their time, their energy, their money actually went to some good and made a difference, and then you're following up and you're showing them with beautiful content. We always produce these impact videos where people can see where every dollar goes to make a difference and we can track the success of the programs. Now people are a part of this story. They're a part of affecting change in their communities. And that makes them feel so good. As I said earlier, doing good feels good. So the more good you do, the better you feel. And it's cyclical. You want to keep doing good because you want to keep feeling good. So when you hook people in that way where they can see, you know, wow, through volunteering with this local boys and girls club and supporting their college scholarship program, I helped five talented, brilliant kids who otherwise wouldn't have had the chance to get a higher education realize their full potential. And now I see those kids have come back to the community and they're paying forward their blessings. That makes you feel so amazing as a supporter. And you want to come back and support your local boys and girls club and do it again and again and again. So it's a very simple thing that the nonprofits can do, which makes a massive difference in having the supporters stay with them long-term. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it such powerful words. If you just come by Facebook, I'm talking to Amy Mellon, and she and her husband, Scott, uh, are doing some great things. 
the um, now you spoke about the search engine TrueHeart. People can go to TrueHeart.com and find out. Now this is a really good business model. You're doing philanthropy as a business model, and that's just that's quite amazing. And we encourage nonprofits to really realize you're in the business of nonprofit. You're in the business of church. You're in the business of social impact. We need to have a business model to pay the bills. And we tend to we tend to light pedal that, but we've got to create revenue, not as an end in itself, because we don't call it a for-profit. Um, we actually reframe it as a for-purpose organization. So if you had enough funding, could you fully um, achieve your mission and vision for this organization and impact more people's lives? And Amy, I'm so impressed. We met virtually and you've agreed to be on here. Well, you can find uh, Amy and Scott's work at the at sign, we are True Heart, on, and it's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's the same handle or whatever we call that. We are True Heart. Um, so you can follow them on social media. You can go to trueheart.com and investigate uh, all these, these things that, that Amy is talking about today. So Amy, um, um, ooh, ooh. So we seem to be having a little technical issue, but I'm looking at the video on Facebook and I'm looking at on our on our on our page. So it's all working out there virtually and it's working somehow the connection that we, that I have. I'm not seeing your video, but we don't we're not going to stop with that technicality because I see it. I see it out there online. So people are watching uh, people that can't talk with us. So um, are there some stories I know? We have a whole lot of people that have an opinion way on this side, and we have people, I think 15% on each side, way over on this side, and they're criticizing the other side, when there's about 70% that wish we wouldn't do that, that want to make a difference. So what I see is you're allowing that majority of 70% who really want to move forward and do something useful, you're giving them a platform to be able to do that. Um, and so I, I applaud you for that. So we've talked about little things that we can do, but you know what? Little things add up to be a whole lot. Now you have started some things that are very important and many, many people who start a business or, and certainly a nonprofit don't think about succession or legacy. So what do you, what do you, you want your legacy to be? So Scott and I want to leave this world better than we found it for our kids and for every child out there. And we want to raise our children to be good human beings. And when I say good, I mean kind and compassionate and loving people who are heart-centered and who will always answer the call for help. And I think, you know, kids are like sponges. They're always watching you and they are soaking up what they see around them. And so it's really important to model that good behavior in front of your children, because just like I said at the top of this wonderful chat, you know, I was soaking up all this inspiration from my Nima who raised me. And that's really was a guiding force in my life. It made me want to be like her, to live a life of love and service because I saw her doing it out in the community and that she was able to make a difference in people's lives. And that stayed with me forever. You know, now I'm in my mid forties and I still think about that every day and the impression that my Nima left on my heart and how she changed my life. 
And that's how my husband, Scott, who's also my wonderful business partner, and I want to affect our children. We want them to grow up and be change makers. And the exciting thing, Hugh, and I wonder if you've seen this in your work as well, but I really feel that young people today, they don't want to sit on the sidelines and wait for their parents and grandparents to hand them a better world. They are legitimate activists. They're willing to get their hands dirty to do whatever it takes to affect change and create the world that they want to live in. And I am so fired up and inspired, especially when I see amazing young people, you know, like Greta Thunberg, who is just a warrior for our planet and is doing everything in her power to speak truth to power and to raise her voice to fight to save our incredible earth. You know, there are young people like Greta all over the world who are rising up and, and really answering the call um, to help. And they're the ones that are going to be innovating and, you know, using the power of technology for good and creating these amazing solutions that will bring us together and, and unite us all and change the world. So I am so fired up and inspired by these young people who I think are just so amazing and, and give us so much hope. Isn't that marvelous? Isn't that marvelous? Well, so everybody can leave a legacy, correct? Everybody can leave a legacy. And I think it's about finding what you're passionate about and how you want to make a difference. And obviously, you know, each of us are unique. There's never going to be another one of us ever in the history of humanity. Um, and so when we realize that we all have our own unique special gifts and our own set of circumstances and experiences, we have to find what our hearts really connect to and then lean into that in order to make a difference. So for someone who maybe lost their mother or their sister to breast cancer, maybe they're gonna go out and create um, a scholarship program for uh, a family going through that same circumstance, or maybe they're gonna raise money to fund a clinical trial or breast cancer research, which is so desperately needed. And you know, maybe for um, someone who served in our armed forces, they're going to help uh, wounded veterans and service members dealing with mental health challenges. Or someone like myself who went through the experience of being homeless at two points in my life. As I said, I do so much to give back to the homeless population because that's really personal to me. So it's finding what's personal to you um, and leaning into that and finding ways to leave a legacy of service and love in your community. And there are so many incredible nonprofits that are doing amazing work on a daily basis that, as you said, Q, you know, support is not just about writing a check. It's also more importantly about giving your time, your heart, your passion. And I'm a big believer that it's the time and the heart and the passion that makes the biggest difference in the world. Because when we connect with other human beings and when we share both joy and pain together, that's when we create these unbreakable bonds. And that's when we can lift each other up out of suffering. And I think that's when these miracles start to happen because we, we connect with each other and we realize that's the purpose of why, of why we're all here. It's our, our beautiful gift as human beings to be there for one another. Wow, wow. Such a powerful, powerful thing to say. So um, Amy, 
how did you, you had this idea. So I just want to close out with uh, asking you about startup. There's a lot of people that have ideas. And in my experience, out of every hundred people that have an idea, only three people do something about it. And only less than one of them, it's a very small percentage, actually succeed in achieving their mission. So you have a, um, a really strong uh, value proposition, but this didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen without uh, some effort. So, so you talked about your inspiration uh, from your mentor, but the idea to concept from conception to implementation to where you are now, speak a little bit about your conviction to see it through and how that worked. Yeah, you know, as an entrepreneur, and as you said earlier, Hugh, and I completely agree, I love how you frame it as for purpose, because, you know, these nonprofits are in the business of having a beautiful purpose to change the world. And you are absolutely correct that they have to be run as businesses in order to succeed and maximize the impact that they're making in the world. And so when you're doing this beautiful social impact work, you have to treat it like it is a business um, and apply the same sort of you know, professionalism, uh, the same sort of determination and grit. You know, As someone who's been an entrepreneur for over two decades now, it's a wild, crazy, beautiful roller coaster ride with lots of highs and lows. And on the tough days, because there will always be tough days, you always have to focus back on your purpose why you are doing this in the first place. Because when you remember that, you know, this is born out of wanting to give back and wanting to affect change and wanting to positively impact your community, then you will never, ever, ever give up. And that is one of the most important ingredients in being an entrepreneur, especially uh, being a social entrepreneur. You have to be tenacious. You have to continually fight for your dreams on a daily basis and know that, you know, you're here serving this greater good. And so even though you're going to come up against these challenges and these obstacles, I always try to see the lesson in them. What can we learn from this hard day that we had and focus on being solutions oriented instead of letting the problem feel overwhelming, focus on, wow, this is a beautiful opportunity to show up learn a lesson, maybe innovate and ideate in, in some new ways where we can grow together as a company. Um, but then also just focus back on being grateful that we are in a position to serve and help and keep our purpose and our mission to do good in the world top of mind. And that's how you will achieve those dreams and become a success. Love it. Love it. I could have written that script. You were so in tune, but, <laughs> but actually you wrote it a lot better than I would have written it. So I'm going to talk a little bit about you and then come back to you for the final thought. What, what challenge or thought uh, do you want to have for people? But this is Amy Mallon on today's um, The Nonprofit Exchange. If you're watching this on Facebook or somewhere out there on YouTube, it's thenonprofitexchange.org. You can find uh, the episodes and there's a free gift for you there. Self-sustainability, self you know, how do you be self-sufficient in today's world as a tax-exempt business instead of thinking minimalist like nonprofit, think social benefit, 
think ah, for purpose, there's lots of ways to frame it and it would actually empower you to impact the lives of more people. So Amy and their husband, Scott, who's tending to uh, one of their children who's not feeling well today, trueheart.com. You can find out about them at trueheart.com and you can follow them on social media at the at sign, we are trueheart, T-R-U-E-H-E-A-R-T. You can follow them and, and see all the good that's going on. So, and we'll have this, um, you'll come to the webpage, you'll see the transcription um, of this interview, and it's an audio podcast on any platform where you get your podcast, you can get this, this interview. So Amy, what do you want to leave people with a challenge or a thought or a tip? What do you want to leave people with today? I think always um, show up with kindness. You know, there's unfortunately a lot of pain and suffering in this world, but we all get to wake up every day and choose to be happy and choose to be kind. That's within our power. So as I said at the top of you know this wonderful interview, Hugh, when we check on each other and we make sure that we're doing all right, it's a free and easy thing that we can do to show up with love and compassion. And it means so much to the people in our lives. So. I would just ask everyone, take five minutes out of your day every day and check in on one person in your life and ask them, how are you doing? And really pay attention to their answer. And if you see them struggling, offer love and support because that might be the day where they don't think that they want to go on and that they're feeling really overwhelmed and they might be dealing with mental health issues and anxiety and depression and just knowing that there's somebody in the world who loves them and is in their corner that can make all the difference so show up with kindness and love for the people in your life it's one of the most beautiful things that you can do that is great inspiration amy mallon thank you for being our guest today on the nonprofit exchange Thank you, Hugh. It was my pleasure. And thank you for the goodness you're putting out in the world with your beautiful show. Thank you for watching The Nonprofit Exchange. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>